You're listening to the Israel Sushi Podcast, where we give you an audio glimpse into Jewish life in the Holy Land and beyond, with your hosts, Sarai and Ben Carido. Sarai Carido is a communications and public relations professional and former radio personality and news media editor. She and her husband are Sephardi Jews now living in the land of Israel and are here to share with you their unique experiences and perspectives as they broadcast to you from Jerusalem. Welcome back to the Israel Sushi Podcast. Hey, everyone. And today we're going to talk about uh, topic of the week, Whoopi Goldberg, her debacle on the Holocaust. Yeah. Uh, her performance on The View the other day was an epic failure. No other way to describe it, no matter who you are. For those who have been living under a rock for the last week and have no idea what we're talking about. A Whoopi Goldberg-free rock, that is. Exactly. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, in a conversation about Mouse, the book on the Holocaust. Uh, To be clear, that's a graphic novel about the Holocaust by Art Spiegelman. Thank you. It's actually really good. It is really good. Um, But during a conversation about that, she made the comment that the Holocaust was not about race. That it was white on white, essentially white on white violence. And that the Holocaust wasn't about the Jews, but it was about humanity and how man treats man. And how she even said, she ended her statement by saying, the Jews and the blacks and the whites and, you know, the Italians, everybody just eats each other. It's just everybody going after each other. And so obviously the Jewish world and many outside of the Jewish world uh, did not see those comments as positive because they are flat-out blatant lies. Yeah, and spoiler alert, it didn't go over well with anybody. No. So uh, Whoopi then issued, first of all, first she went on Stephen Colbert and explained herself again and doubled down on her comments. If you haven't seen that interview, I definitely think it's worth watching. Uh, and then once she realized the backlash was incredibly intense... She apologized and said that she had been uneducated and didn't know and was corrected and was going to be learning and reflecting. And ABC has now suspended her for just two weeks. And in a lot of ways, that's almost worse than not suspending her at all. And the reason we say that is because by suspending her for two weeks, ABC is acknowledging that she did something really, really wrong. But the level of contrast that they gave her, or as in they gave her a small slap on the wrist in contrast to what they've done in the past with other persons uh, employed by ABC or otherwise affiliated with the network. Uh, They've been suspended permanently, terminated, canceled, etc. And Whoopi Goldberg gets suspended for two weeks. That's a little bit ridiculous. And to be clear, we don't support cancel culture. Not at all. You know, not, not, to get into the, not to get into politics or anything too much, but we are not advocates of cancel culture. We are all about free speech, etc. But the double standard is really, really, really concerning because the message that's being sent is that anti-Semitism from one political group is the most vile thing ever and it must be uh, eradicated. But anti-Semitism from a different political group is acceptable or minimal, regardless of what was actually said and done and how impactful it was, how negative it was, or if the uh, alleged offense was even anti-Semitism at all. 
And that's something that uh, Sarai and I have been talking about a, a lot in the past few days because we feel like there's a lot of double standards in politics in general, but especially, especially, especially as it relates to the Jewish people and in particular Israel. And this is something that I've really, really experienced, especially on a really personal level because I still serve in the Israel Defense Force in a reservist capacity. And just the level of standards that Israel and the Israel Defense Force, our military, is held to compared to every other nation, whether that's in the UN or otherwise, is really, really exhausting is the word that comes to mind. And especially being a military and security defense expert uh, internationally, knowing and understanding what other militaries and defense industries and systems do compared to what we do, it's really, really, really hypocritical. So that's something that always irks me whenever I see there be a double standard either in regards to uh, Jewish and or Israeli actions in any regard and or any kind of discussions about Jews, Israel, anti-Semitism, etc. The moment I see anything that even resembles any kind of hypocrisy or political agenda and double standards, honestly, it's just exhausting and it's really, really getting wearisome. I agree with you and I think categorizing it as exhausting is the perfect way of saying it because this week I have just felt Every day when I go to bed, I just felt tired from this situation because I feel like, especially as Jews sometimes, you know, are there other people that are targeted? Are there other people that are, that, you know, statements are made about? Yes. But when other people, when other minority groups feel that they are being oppressed or they are being oppressed, the world comes to their defense and their aid. When Jews are being persecuted, no one comes to our defense and to our aid except for us. And it gets tiring to fight against persecution from every side and being used for political gains on every side all the time. It's it's tiring. Absolutely. And either they don't come to our aid and defense or when they do, it's very clearly on their own terms. In fact, we were discussing that just the other day in regards to International Holocaust Day. Yes. Because for those of you who are not aware, there are actually two Holocaust Memorial Days. And the original one was created in Israel in just a few years, I believe 1951, just a few years after the Holocaust. The Israeli government created Holocaust Memorial Day, and it usually falls in April. If We have a different calendar, but not the point. It usually falls in April. In 2005, literally 60 years after the end of the Holocaust, to put in perspective, the United States had already invaded Iraq and uh, Bush Jr. had already secured his second presidential term, just for a little bit of contemporaneous context. Then the UN decided to create an International Holocaust Memorial Day, but not on the date that the Jews had been commemorating the Holocaust for literally half a century at that point, they created a new day. And the Jewish date is based on the uh, uprising of Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto to fight and resist against the Nazis as a final stand before deportation to Auschwitz and everything else. However, the International Holocaust Memorial Day, this uh, approved by the UN, 
decided not to acknowledge that. Instead, they decided to base it off of the day that the concentration camps were liberated by Allied forces. Meaning, even in the UN, their commemoration of the Holocaust, they only agreed to do it literally 60 years after the end of the Holocaust, and only in the context of making sure people remembered that the Allied forces liberated the concentration camps in the end, and ignoring the Israeli-Jewish Holocaust Memorial Day that had been done for half a century up to that point, and also ignoring the fact that Jews died resisting the Nazis, Jews died at the victims of the Nazis, etc. In other words, International Holocaust Memorial Day is about, at least partially about, praising the Allies for their victory over the Nazis, while ignoring the Jewish resistance to the Nazis, and also ignoring the Israeli-Jewish experience post-Holocaust, which the modern state of Israel clearly has a lot of direct historical and other contemporaneous links to post-Holocaust Jewish, the post-Holocaust Jewish community. No, you're absolutely right. And I think, and that's, that's the thing with this Whoopi Goldberg situation, and this is a conversation that you and I, Ben, have been having for about a week now about how often people are using Jewish persecution and Jewish suffering for their own political benefit. They're, they are saying non-Jews and Whoopi Goldberg, non-Jewish person, by the way, who was not born Whoopi Goldberg, but who has a Jewish sounding name. Yeah. She was born Karen Johnson or something similar to that. She, her, her mother changed her name or she and her mother changed her name before she decided to audition in Hollywood because she thought her name did not sound Jewish enough. I think what it was really about, because she not, not only did she change her last name to Goldberg to sound Jewish to get into Hollywood, but she also changed the first name to Whoopi. But in reality, we see she was born a Karen and she still is a Karen. <laughs> and so she was trying to put a positive spin on it to be like Whoopi, but at the end of the day, she's a Karen. She always was and she always will be. <laughs> um... But so, you know, this non-Jewish person, guns blazing, tells everybody that the Holocaust wasn't about race. It had nothing to do with race at all. Well, first of all, you don't, you're not Jewish, A. So you can't tell Jewish people what their suffering is about. You, you're not Jewish. Second of all, Adolf Hitler himself wrote countless, countless pieces about how the Holocaust was based on race, how Jews call themselves a religious group, but in reality, they are a race. So it doesn't matter if you think it was about race or not. The person who orchestrated the killing of 6 million Jews said that he orchestrated the killing of 6 million Jews because of their race. Based solely on race to the point that he discounted the religious aspects of the Jewish identity. And just quickly to clarify because i i've noticed a lot of people outside of the jewish community don't necessarily really understand or they frequently don't understand what jewish identity really means in a nutshell to be jewish is a tribal identity and that's a little bit different than what uh, most people in the west are used to because people have their race and ethnicity and then they have the religion and it's completely completely separate meaning you can have a person who's Caucasian and Christian, and also African American and Christian, and then uh, someone who's you know maybe Hispanic and agnostic. It doesn't matter. 
the religion and the race are completely separate. The Jewish identity does not separate these two factors. To be Jewish is to be both a race with a distinct DNA code, but also a religion. One of the examples I used to explain is Lehavdil, a Native American tribe. So take the Navajo uh, Native American tribe, for example, who are mostly in the northern Arizona area. The Navajo tribe clearly has a specific DNA identity, but they also have a very distinct set of religious uh, customs and culture and um, practices and everything that they do in that regard. And they also have an ancestral homeland in that area of northern Arizona and the Four Corners area, etc. So they, the Navajo Native Americans have an identity that is a combination of religion and culture, of DNA, and also of ancestral land. The Jewish community is different from the Navajo Native Americans, as is obvious, but the format is slightly similar. The Jewish identity is based on religion, linking directly or indirectly to the Torah, which is the law of God through Moses, a connection to the land of Israel, which is our ancestral homeland and has been so for about 4,000 years, and also it is a DNA collective. So that's something that's important to know. So what happens in certain contexts, especially with anti-Semites, is that they will try to discount one or more of these three key factors of the Jewish identity, and all three aspects are vital to have a full Jewish identity. So there are some who will say, well, we're not opposed to Jews, but we are vehemently opposed to Jews living in the land of Israel. Well, suck it up because that is our homeland, has been so for 4,000 years, and is part of our Jewish identity. And not to get off topic, but even in the 2,000 years of the diaspora, from the time that the Romans uh, destroyed uh, Jerusalem, there has always been a Jewish presence in Israel. It may have been very small, and it may not have been ruling or dominant, but there have always been Jews in the land of Israel. And to say otherwise is simply not a historical fact. But so some anti-Semites will say, oh, we don't have a problem with Jews. We have a problem with them living in the land of Israel. That's part of identity. You can't separate it. Some might focus on the religious aspect. They don't like the precepts of Torah, of the law of God through Moses. Maybe they don't like our moral code. Maybe it bothers them for some reason that we have our different cultural customs with kosher and Shabbat. I don't know why that would be a problem for some people, but I've encountered that. That's a whole other thing. But then you have some people that solely on the basis of race look at us and say, we don't like Jews. And that, relating to what Sarai said a few minutes ago, is verbatim the type of rhetoric that Adolf Hitler and the Nazis spewed out over and over and over again, whether uh, Adolf Hitler wrote it in Mein Kampf, whether he shouted it uh, from uh, his podium with these massive rallies and marches and whatever else. That was Nazi rhetoric and ideology. They created this bizarre fake science evolutionary like false evolutionary rhetoric that Jews were subhuman and the bane of world society and they needed to be eradicated and killing the Jews was no different than getting rid of an infestation of rats and cockroaches. This is almost verbatim their type of rhetoric. So what, Gold, what Whoopi Goldberg is doing or was doing on The View is diminishing the simple historical reality of the Holocaust that 
their focus was on the racial aspect of the trifecta Jewish identity. Because ultimately, we can only speculate as to what her motives are, but there is a lot of discussion about race and various political agendas. And the political agenda she has doesn't want to acknowledge the persecution of the Jewish people as a race. So, in her own way, she diminished one of the key factors of the triple Jewish identity. The fact that we are a distinct separate race with a unique uh, DNA genetic code. Sure, you have people that join in through conversion, etc., and that's great, and they're fully accepted as Jews, but in general, the majority of the Jewish people have a separate genetic code, and even when someone comes in through conversion, they still join the tribe. And then their children get into that genetic code, etc. 100%. And I think it's also important to talk about the fact that Jews, because she specifically said this was white on white. Mm. Jews are not white people. They're not. You have multiple different types of Jews. Because like Ben was saying, after the Romans destroyed the temple and we were forced into exile and had to leave the land of Israel, the majority of us, we spread out into different countries. So you have Ashkenazi Jews that are the Eastern European Jews um, that also now have a large presence in the United States. You have Ethiopian Jews. You have Mizrahi Jews and Sephardi Jews. You have all different types of Jews. And we all look different. We're all from the same ancestral homelands, but depending on where we ended up in exile, we look different. Ethiopian Jews, Beta Israel, as they're known, are dark, darker-skinned Jews. Sephardi and Mizrahi Jews are somewhere in the middle between Ashkenazi Jews and Ethiopian Jews. They're, they're darker-skinned, but they're not quite as dark-skinned as Ethiopian Jews. Ashkenazi are fairer-skinned Jews. None of these people are white. All of these people are from the Middle East. And let's, and let's say it like it is. There's not a single white supremacist in the world who thinks that Jews are just another type of white person. White supremacists don't think that Jews are like Irish people or like British people or French or whatever it is. They think that we are a separate group of Middle Eastern origin, which by the way is what the term Semitic means. Anthropologically, Semitic refers to Middle Eastern peoples. So I think it's important uh, to understand that Jews are not white people. It is a commonly used anti-Semitic trope to call Jews white people because then you can say white people, like the Jews, are oppressing minorities. And that's something that's gained a lot of traction in the last year. It's also a little bit frustrating uh, as a Jewish person to just be kind of to just kind of be caught in this weird middle category where white people and Caucasians say, well, obviously you're not white and Caucasian. And people who are not white or Caucasian say, well, obviously you're white or Caucasian. So you just kind of get stuck in this random category that's basically, yeah, you're Jewish, meaning you're, as usual, separate and isolated. An anecdote relating to all that, uh, I remember uh, as I... Uh, got a little bit older and started college and things like that, I started uh, asking people just out of curiosity, I said, just out of curiosity, do you think that I'm white? And what was so interesting is not only did people all have one of these two answers, it's like completely different, they always prefaced it with the same thing. Really? You're asking that? Shouldn't, isn't that obvious? Obviously you're not white. Or literally, 
the exact same phrase. Really? You're asking me that? Isn't it obvious? Obviously you're white. Not only what did, did someone specifically have an answer that was always conflicting, they always prefaced it in the context of how obvious it was, which is interesting because literally if you did a poll, it was kind of 50, 50. Hmm. And so it was obvious to them, but it was obvious to the other half of my, you know, personal social poll responders. So anyway, that's very, no, that's very interesting. No. And I think that it really, you know, this whole thing with Libby Goldberg this week has just really shown that Jews are always, we always have been, and we always will be used used by other people and political pawns for somebody yes and so now more than ever it is incredibly important to stand up um i really encourage if you are jewish obviously continue learning and continue growing and continue to speak out and be proud of your jewish identity if you're not jewish and you're listening go to jewish sources for your information on Jews. Authentic Jewish sources. Authentic Jewish sources. Authentic, traditional, legitimate Jewish sources. Yes. Uh, Lehevdil.com, obviously, we have lots of resources in that regard. You can also check out the OU, the Orthodox Union. Uh, great organization that will give you a lot of great information, a lot of great truthful information about Jews. Um, but it's really important to get facts about Jews from Jews, not from... People like Whoopi Goldberg, who have no idea what they're talking about. Despite her, the last name of Goldberg. <laughs> her pretend last name. And I would just add, similar to what uh, Soraya is saying, also, both Jews and non-Jews, we all need to understand, comprehend, and acknowledge the three-part Jewish identity. Jews are a unique race, Jews are a unique religion, and we have an ancestral homeland in the land of Israel. And Jews of all types, absolutely must do everything we can to maintain and express our Jewish identity in these three factors. And non-Jews need to understand and respect these three factors. Because even if one of them is denied, that's a denial of the uh, ultimately of the entire Jewish identity. You can't deny one and have a Jewish identity. The concept of two out of three ain't bad does not work with our trifecta Jewish identity. 100%. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, you can always find more Israel Sushi podcasts and all kinds of other info on our website, lehevdil.com. Also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Israel Sushi podcast with Sarayim Ben Kirido. For more great content and podcast episodes, visit lehevdil.com or find us on social media.